This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. I am getting hungry just thinking about this brand and our next guest, Molly Briner, is the head of marketing at Aloha. Aloha, which I happen to love, is a health and wellness brand that creates sustainable solutions for eating well with organic plant-based nutrition products, and they are delicious. Today, Molly's going to talk to you about lots of things, how she got to where she is today, which is really fascinating, but she's also going to talk a little bit about how Aloha, which is a great startup brand, is using influencers, not just mega influencers, but actually micro influencers. Take a listen. Welcome, Molly, to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. And as I told you, I cannot wait to get my hands on some of the Aloha protein bars and all of your other delicious goodness. It all looks so amazing. Yeah, no, uh, exciting time. Before we get into Aloha, I'd love to know a little more about Molly. So tell me the story of your career. How did you get to where you are today? When and where my career really started to take form was when I was lucky enough to be in New York City for undergrad. I went to Columbia College and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I tried out every kind of wild internship I could get my hands on, most of them unpaid. So I worked for a pet magazine. At one point, it was out of a woman's studio office and her with her barking dog. <laughs> I worked for a sales and trading firm. I worked for a handbag company, um, kind of all over the place. And then where I netted out was in finance, mostly because that was where a lot of my friends were headed into and what Columbia was really big in as far as recruiting. And so for my first couple of years out of school, I was in finance. I was working in equity research and it was a great first job to really learn about a ton of different companies. But I would find myself daydreaming and this was back in 2005, 2006, I would talk to my girlfriends about the blog we had to start about how in your 20s, your ridiculous, your New York City life was. Even in my job, I would always sort of um, lean towards the more consumer space. And so as an equity analyst, I always wanted to cover retail and consumer goods. And I would meet with these companies as a young financial analyst, frankly, not really knowing what I was doing. And I would get so excited about the operational aspect of the business and the branding and the marketing. And I, I realized after a few years that the consumer space was what I really wanted to get into. But the transition wasn't so straightforward coming from the world of finance into a marketing role. So I ended up in business school. I went to Harvard Business School and really focused my career on, on marketing, understanding the world of the consumer, and ended up at Unilever, a, a bigger CPG company, because I still really wanted to get that training. And, and Unilever was a great training ground. I got to work on brands like Dove and the Dove Men Plus Care launch, which was really fun for me to get into the headspace of male consumers. And I had wow. been newly married at that point. So I was like, <laughs> yep, I get it. My, 
husband has no idea, doesn't really care. Let's, let's talk to the female and get her to buy these products for her husband. Right. Right. Um, and then over time, I kind of realized as I evolved my career that the, the world of online, digital, and e-commerce and all of those things, that's really where consumers were headed. It's where they're learning about brands and products. It's where they're talking to each other. And that's where I ultimately and how I ultimately ended up at Aloha because I wanted that brand that was really digital first. And in the world of consumer products and consumer goods, a lot of them are in more of that traditional space focused on offline, still running TV ads. And I wanted to get more, much more closer to the consumer on that one-on-one level. I really like how you got the training at a large behemoth like Unilever, right? You learn all of the kind of fundamentals of it all. And then you take the jump to this kind of social first startup brand that is revolutionizing the way people eat. So tell me a little bit about Aloha. Yeah, certainly. Um, and, and, and what I would always say and what I tell people now is you don't have to go to those big companies. You actually learn so much at a startup that mm. I almost think had I been more risk taking and, and realized how much I could have learned learning by doing there, there's so much value to be added there. And there's, I have a great team here of young men and women who, when I, when I kind of sit and hear them, how quickly they're learning and engage, engaging and taking on all these things. I'm like, man, I wish I did that because it's, it's pretty, spectacular thing to do. Nonetheless, um, Aloha. So we are a plant-based nutrition company that's really focused on driving and changing the health and wellness of consumers. And it was started by our founder, Constantine Bazans. He's a serial entrepreneur who, after he sold his last company, he decided to take a few years off and kind of look at the landscape of the world, reconnect with himself. And through his travels and through his journeys from everywhere in India, when he studied Ayurveda to his kind surfing expeditions in Hawaii, he really started to realize this connection between Eastern and Western medicine and the importance of the of what we put into our body. And that's really been the foundation for our mission around driving and believing that health is the foundation to happiness. And you have to have health, uh, your health and balance amongst a number of other things to really be able to be your best self and to live life to its fullest. And this is a time where people are very open to this sort of thing. I mean, I think that there's been a general, at least certainly from an online perspective, you know, a a very, very strong community around wellness, around uh, plant-based foods, around, around all of this kind of change. I've seen uh, much, much more open to this type of eating than it had been in years past. Yeah, it's incredible. The The world and the landscape of health and wellness has become so incredibly personalized in this day and age. And the term flexitarian, which I don't think existed even a year ago, is really all about how consumers and individuals are thinking about their what they eat on an individualized basis and how we take in information, whether it's from a diet plan or a diet trend or just the evolving world of how we look and think about nutrition and we tailor and customize that to ourselves. And that's very much the approach that we want to take at Aloha, which is we know that you know what's best for yourself and we want to just be able to provide the tools and the support for individuals to be able to deliver against their their health and wellness goals. So you talked about, uh, you know, how exciting it was to join Aloha because it was sort of digital first, right? The marketing that you're doing is really pretty much online based. Talk to me a little bit about how you reach and acquire new customers. So the, what's exciting and attracting me about this 
about Aloha is the power of the brand. I mean, the fact that we own Aloha.com is a pretty incredible asset for us. Yeah. And the, the associations we have with what, what consumers think about with the Aloha lifestyle and what that means is something that we're very focused on. And Constantine, our founder, took inspiration from Hawaii, the, the focus on outdoors, activity, connectivity, eating whole and real foods. And our mission is really to bring that to life. So we we have our five pillars that we focus on, and these are our content pillars and how we we try and inspire both internally our employees and externally our consumers to live, which are nourish, think, move, connect, and relax. And nourish mm. obviously sits very close to home as it's all about nourishing your body uh, with food uh, initially. The, then think is all about mindfulness, really being thoughtful in your approach, both to yourself, your life, and just kind of taking a moment to understand and think about the world around you. Move, the importance of exercise and getting outside and just fitness is a really important driver. Relax, so very on trend, the importance of sleep and just relaxing. I think that um, when you think about all of the, the the trends now on that, it's, it's cool to get a lot of sleep. Like this new idea of staying in is the new going out. I kind yes. of love and yes. laugh at. I was, I was very ahead of the curve on that. Let me tell you, <laughs> but the, the importance of people now no longer think it's very, it's, you're not bragging when you say you got four hours of sleep, you're kind of like, well, you should have managed your life better. And then the last one around connect, connecting with people is really important to us. And so those, that content has really been the foundation of the company. And what we've done is we've engaged a ton of experts in these different pillars. So we've worked with Deepak Chopra on meditation and mindfulness, um, Ariana Huffington, and they have been experts that we use and tap into evangelists of the brand and really aspiration for us. And, and that alongside the dietitians and nutritionists that we work with who help us create content and recipes, there's been this great community that's evolved around Aloha that's helped us be digital first and that a lot of people are discovering us through our social network or through our content that we have on our site. And so it sounds like it's both kind of influencer and ambassador based content creation. When you're sharing that out and people are sharing it out, what networks tend to resonate best for Aloha? Instagram has definitely been a big one and a big focus for us. I think as a lifestyle and aspirational brand, we've really focused on what that means visually. And I think a lot of the way consumers are consuming content in this day and age has become visual. So as you think about the length and the depth at which someone reads an article, that's becoming shorter and shorter that in parallel, the, I want to be able to consume things through visuals. You kind of, you get so much from an image and so much from a picture in an instant. That's been a big platform and a big focus for us. And I think also that's part and because food is very visual and yes, we eat food through our mouth, but we see it a lot through our eyes. And there's that real strong connection between what you see and what you eat. And are you using on social media, are you using any paid methods or are all of your methods organic in terms of posting? Have you been using any of the Facebook or Instagram ads and have any of them proven to be successful for you? Yeah, I think we we are doing um, both paid and the, I guess, traditional online paid sense. 
that's with prospecting and retargeting on Instagram. And then the world of influencers is also a powerful and impactful one for us. So all the different segmentation that exists within influencers has been really interesting for me where you've got your mega influencers, your sort of elite, then you've got your power middle, then all the way down to your micro influencers. And for, for us, the strategy has always been finding the people that align most with what our brand ethos is and what our, our proposition and our products are across the scale of those size influencers. And that's how we sort of think about the, that aspect of non-traditional but paid media. It's interesting, you know, I was just reading and and in my own experiences, having worked with many different types of influencers, sometimes micro influencers, if they're the most passionate about your brand, perform the best. Exactly. It's it's interesting you say that. That's exactly what we're focused on doing right now is those micro influencers. And I almost say there's this gray line between, a, or there is very much, I think we all acknowledge between influencers and ambassadors. And if you have the right people, yes, their job is to influence their following, but if they really stand behind your brand, then their their job is also to be an ambassador of what you stand for. And I know you guys are, you know, in hardcore startup mode and you're really, you know, lean and and mean and getting there. And tell me a little bit about how you how you manage to execute this stuff. Social media is the type of thing that never sleeps. And of course, you've got all of this social media happening. Um, So tell me a little bit about how you make it happen and, and find the time to make it work. How are you structured? Yeah. So I really give credit to the individual we have, our social media and community manager. Her name is also Molly. She also has blonde hair. So I'm perhaps <laughs> a bit prejudiced and it gets a little confusing. Um, they're like, are you big Molly? And she's little Molly. I'm like, that's not what I want to be called. You're like, no, um, I shan't but... be referred to as big Molly ever. Thank you. <laughs> Exactly. But she, she actually is an influencer herself, which is really cool. I'll give a little shout out for her, her influencer. Um, her Instagram handle is Wiz Khalifa, which is a play on, um, the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so she, she's very much, she lives and breathes this as an influencer herself. And so she understands this world. She's socially and digitally native. And I think just when, when you think about your, your employees also as consumers, they understand this stuff and understand the importance of these channels. So she's really been able to curate, collect, generate from a a creative mindset and also understanding these channels in a way that's really relevant and resonating with our consumers. And that's, and, and we have kind of a, a team of people who all behave and think like that, whether it's copywriters who are very focused on nutrition and wellness to our product developers. One of them is actually doing the whole 30 right now. I don't know how someone does that for 30 days. Uh, <laughs> it's intense. I made it 14. I made it 14, but you did 14. Yeah, it is. Love it. It's a hard um, program. They Giving up the alcohol is really hard too. That's where, how I, I fell off the wagon. Had yep. a glass of wine. A glass of wine. I mean, it's but, very intense the whole time. I know. I know. You need a little, yeah. you got to live a little. Um, you do, you do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think it's having people who also live and breathe and know those channels in their personal life as well as in, the, in, in their professional life has helped us a lot. I know that Instagram's been performing really well for Aloha. How about for you, what social media are you using personally and what's your favorite network? Yeah, I, I too am Instagram first. I'm a, an Instagram native and, but I'm kind of a dorky mom at this point, And I really use it as an ongoing photo album of my two sons who are one and a half and three and a half. 
love them. So of course, yeah. Instagram becomes all about the babes. Of course, exactly. And it's it's funny how those how the world of social kind of translates on and offline. So, you know, my friends will be like, oh, I saw a picture of your kids on your parents' Instagram. My dad's really into Instagram now, so that's kind of entertaining. That's how you know when it crosses the generation. See, with Facebook, that's that's exactly how Facebook really ended up crossing generations because grandparents went online to see photos of their grandkids, and that's how it like got everybody on there. And they're doing the same thing with Instagram. Really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one for mine. And then kind of depending on where I am in my different stages of my life, I I love Pinterest from an organizational standpoint. So as I go in and out of wanting to buy furniture or find new throw pillows and that whole home decor thing, um, that's as I'm like falling asleep pinning things. You um, and me both. Has been fun. You and me both. We must be right in the same age bracket. I love it. It was exact same, exact same social behavior. So I, my husband likes to say that he credits our entire, um, backyard. I did like a pergola and an outdoor fireplace. He's like, thanks Pinterest. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's what I saw and I got inspired. I got inspired. Oh, all right. So Molly, tell me if people want to follow Aloha, I know you yeah. have the amazing domain name of aloha.com, which is unbelievable. Yep. Um, is it Aloha across social channels? We're at Aloha moment on Instagram, oh. but if you type in Aloha, we come up first. So you'll, oh. you'll be able to find us there. Amazing. And if people want to connect with you, where's the best place? Is uh, LinkedIn the best or? Yeah. Yep. Definitely LinkedIn. Another oh. network I use a lot as, as we're a lean and mean startup, but growing. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Molly. You are one fabulous social lady. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.